are tuning in to Red Zone Coffee Talk with your hosts, Tim and Zach. And uh, I don't know if you can tell from this uh, recording, but we are actually in the same place for once. For the first time, probably since the first episode that mm. we ever recorded in April. Um, yeah, I mean, we recorded a couple episodes in person when we were in school, and then we took a break because we left school. And yeah, so since... Yeah, since the off season, since we did, we talked about the draft. Last time we were together, we talked about the draft. We this, talked. What a time to be alive! I know it's crazy. So, yeah, we're back together, uh, for one night only because then we have to go our separate ways again, and we'll be back again together in a year. So, or maybe less. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we're back. Uh, after another wild week of medical football, as it has always been. Um, we had, I think, the best game of the year, uh, the Nickelodeon Bowl, Slime Bowl. Baker um, played like an absolute MVP. You know, he was the MVP, you know. And I'm just going to say, I, I don't know if Nickelodeon's caught on yet, but so far their MVPs have all been jokes. <laughs> Who was the one last year? Well, I'm pretty sure I'm, Mitch Trubisky won it. Yeah. And then this year's Baker Mayfield. Uh Let me see. Who else is it? Who is, what is the MVP? It's only been awarded once, and it was Mitch Trubisky. So Baker and Mitch. That's it. For the MVP. And then... They do, like, the weekly. They do the weekly MVPs. But the, for the games... For the slime was, time... It was the and they did the um they did voting uh they did a voting one for that. That one was a voting one. It was yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky one. shouldn't have actually won. No. But people wanted to meme him. He threw for hundred and ninety yards and one touchdown. And they lost <laughs> twenty one to nine. Drew Brees threw for 265 yards and two touchdowns in the win. Dude, can you imagine um, if they did voting, you know who would have won? This year? Yeah. Oh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Easily. That would have been so funny. It would have been Russell Wilson with the MVP. And that's why they didn't do it, because it was a meme. He had 49%, then Akeem Hicks had 16%, Cam Jordan had 8 So, um, yeah, so congrats to... Uh, that game was amazing. Um, actually, if you watched it, it was horrible. The Rams slaughtered the Broncos. 50-burger, um, baby. Russell Wilson has hit an all-time low in that Patrick the Star was commentating, and commentate on how he he said when Russ threw an interception and he's like no that's an interception he's like that's not what he wanted to cook <laughs> I was like dude so you have hit a new low when when Patrick Starr has roasted your quarterback play absolutely so poor Russell has uh he's hit a new low so maybe maybe he'll bounce back can it go any lower than this is that the lowest point NFL quarterback can get you could be Mitch Trubisky true you could be Mitch Trubisky. I feel like that might be worse. Yeah. I don't know if Russell can get to that point. So, yeah. Well, yeah, well, we got uh, some fun stuff to talk about today. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, backup quarterbacks a little bit. Zach's got a uh, fun little, uh, little segment for us. And then the main portion of today's episode is we're going to be looking back at... It's funny... Last time we were in person, we were talking about the draft. And today we're actually going to talk about the draft again. We're going to kind of look back um, at the 22 NFL draft, look at the first round, and kind of grade 
the picks. We're going to do a tier list of the picks because um, now it's near the end of the season. So we kind of have seen, you know, who's been good, who's been a bust, who's been eh. We're going to kind of talk about that in great amount and see, uh, rank them on a tier list. Uh, we have tier of, well, we have S, which is S tier is the best. Under that, you have A. So S is like superior. A tier, B tier, C tier, and then F tier. Um, those are just, then we have a TBD tier, um, for guys, maybe that have been injured. So it's kind of hard to rank them. Um, and then once we're done with this, we will post it on Instagram so you can see it. Um, but yeah, but to start Zach, let's talk back with quarterbacks. What do you got for us? All right. Well, breaking news, uh, yesterday and then today, Jared Stidham, Josh Dobbs are getting their, well, Stidham has started before. Yeah. Uh, but they're both getting to start with new teams. Uh, Malik Willis got benched for Josh Dobbs, and Derek Carr got benched for Derek Stidham. Yeah. So Tim, we're gonna do we're gonna do a little quick tournament of backup quarterbacks to crown the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give you. I don't want you to think much about it. No debating. Oh yeah, just off the top of my head. Off the top of your head, maybe I would. Have, however, whatever criteria you want to use. Mm-hmm. Quick trivia question before we start, though: Who has more passing yards, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, or Nathan Peterman? Actually, put them in order. Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Nathan Peterman. Jefferson and McCaffrey are tied, but yes, Peterson is last. Nathan Peterman in all time? No, to this season. Oh, this season. 25 passing yards. McCaffrey and Jefferson have 34. What was Peterman playing for? I don't know. He came in for some point. I don't know. Maybe it was a fake field goal. Oh, you want to talk about, you want to talk about that should be the MVP. Remember that game? You remember that game where he threw six picks? Yeah. That's an all time. I think I could have done better. Dang, I just would have. I just would have taken sacks. Yeah. Uh, all right. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Hit me with it. Nick Foles or Bryce Perkins? Uh, Nick Foles. Uh, Nick he- Foles or Taysom Hill? Oh, Nick Foles. Uh, Nick Foles, Malik Willis. Nick Foles. Nick Foles or Skylar Thompson? Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson or Sam Ellinger? Uh, Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger or Trace McSorley? Trace McSorley. Okay, hold on. Hold, hold it, I have to go back. McSorley or Manchu? I, I don't know if I want to count. He's too good. We can't put him on there. Manchu or no, McSorley or John Wolford? McSorley. McSorley or Kyle Allen? McSorley. McSorley or Brett Ripon? Uh, McSorley. McSorley or Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater or Tyler Huntley? Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley or PJ Walker? Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley or Colt McCoy? Oh, Colt McCoy. Colt Easy. McCoy or Bailey Zappi? Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi or Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush. Oh, that's a big one. Cooper Rush or Zach Wilson? Cooper Rush. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your 2022 best back and quarterback, Cooper Rush. It is. That was, I could, yeah, that's, wow, that was good. Cooper Rush is the obvious answer. Cooper Rush is amazing. It winning, um, he's only one probably with like a winning record that good. Yeah, I mean, he was what, four and one? Yeah. Wow. What a guy. He was living on the top of the world there he was. for a couple weeks. He's official. We'll, we'll, we'll reach out to his PR people. He, we'll let him know he's the Red Zone Coffee Talk best back at quarterback of the season. Yeah, we'll get him a trophy and everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's good. Um, and I just. Ooh, t- honorary mention Cooper Rush or Mitch Trubisky? Probably Cooper Rush. All right. Mitch is pretty bad. We'd have to solidify that. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky's bad. Cooper Rush or Baker Mayfield, Tim? Oh, my gosh. Does Baker count? Uh, slime time Baker Mayfield would is better than freaking 
Patrick Mahomes. I would take Slime Baker Mayfield over any other quarterback in the NFL. But regular Baker Mayfield. What about progressive commercial Baker Mayfield? Oh, dude. No. No? Okay. No. So we'll I'm going to go. We'll stay with Cooper. With Cooper. Baker's been too good. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're talking about bad backups. And yeah. actually, Cooper Rush wasn't bad, but he's just a meme. Yeah, so, so Gardner Minshew doesn't count because he actually balled out. Yeah. But, uh, all right, Tim. Well, thanks for playing that game. That was fun. I like that. So, yeah, if you didn't know, now you know. Cooper Rush, best backup quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, actually, the answer is probably Brock Purdy in all reality because he was third string and now he's going to make the playoffs. So he broke the good threshold. Yeah. So, yep. Well, there you go. If you were needing to know, now you know. Um, well, let's talk uh, Let's talk rookies. So, uh, like we said, we're doing a uh, tier ranking. Uh, so we have S tier for maybe guys that we think for picks and players that we think were like superior, great picks, top of the line. A tier is like pretty good, not not superior, but it's still overall very good pick. B is kind of middle of the run, like uh, like meh, neither here nor there. C is like, okay, like they're not horrible, but it's not a great pick. And F is just bad, bad picks, like not turn out well. So uh, let's just start at the top. Uh, the round we got number one overall pick was Trayvon Walker. So Zach, what do you think, Trayvon Walker? Where are you ranking him? I would put him at a B. Yeah, he's been for what he so his like his draft profile was he's not going to be the guy who's getting double digit sacks, but he's a good athlete, going to get pressure on the quarterback and stop the run. Seems like he's done that. But if you're going to draft a guy number one overall and he can't put up double digit sacks, I'm just kind of underwhelmed. Because it's like, I mean, the pressure is important. I feel like if you're going to spend a number one overall pick and you didn't take Aiden Hutchison, you should get more out of someone. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was good. Uh, Trayvon Walker, obviously, coming out of college, was a prospect and a true, like, prospect in terms of, like, raw raw ability, um, raw athleticism. But, um, yeah, I think he's played solid, um, but... I, yeah, I think it's a B-level because it's kind of... I mean, he's not been horrible, but he's not wowing anyone as the first overall pick, you know. So, yeah, I think B, that's where I was thinking uh, as well. What about Aiden Hutchinson? I think we... Would you put him in S? I, I would. I'd put him in S. Uh, because I think he's... I mean, he's been stellar. Oh, that's another word that starts with S. Um, Aiden Hutchinson has been very good. He started off kind of slow, um, but has really picked up. And, the, I mean... At right time because the the Lions are pushing for a uh, playoff uh, appearance. So far, forty four total tackles, seven sacks, and two interceptions. Those and they're pretty sweet. That's pretty interceptions baller. from a defensive end. Um, yeah, I would say he has been well worth the pick. Uh, he's played very well. Um, I mean, seven sacks in a rookie season is pretty good. Uh, and yeah, so I and along with those two picks, which are pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I think he's S. What do you think? For Hutch? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say S. I there I don't know who else you would draft in that spot. Yeah. Besides him. And that's where I would that's why I kind of knocked Trayvon Walker, because I think it should have just been Hutch. Yeah. Overall. I think so. Yeah. Alright. What about Derek Stingley? Ooh. I, I went C. You would see. I think he's a C pick. I, I would. I I would. Personally, I put him in a B. Okay. But I put him. I put him in C. 
I think it's compared to what the rest of the some of these corners that were drafted have done. Like, if you pick number three overall, I don't think he's yeah proven that. Um, he has. I mean, he hasn't been bad. Like, he hasn't been horrible. But I don't. I wouldn't say he's been overly amazing. You know. So let me see his stats real quick. Uh, Derek Stingley, 35 tackles, solo tackles, one interception, one sack, five passes defended. Um, so, I mean, it's hard when, I think it's hard because he's being, you're, when you're compared to, we, if we look at, like, obviously, well, the fourth pick, Sauce Gardner, is an S tier. Easy. Yeah, you know, so it's hard when you're compared to him because Soft Gardner is, is arguably might be. I mean, I think PFF has him ranked like the top corner in the league right, right. now. Right, he's absolutely so, shredding. So it's hard when he was taken right after you and he's shredding. So he's almost like can become the standard. If you get drafted third overall, you're expected to be like at the top. I'd say top ten in your position. Yeah, I don't think that's hard. Yeah, I don't think Stingley's even top fifteen. No, so I think C. I don't think he's horrible. I think he'll be a fine corner. So I'm not. I think he's going to be yeah. fine, but I don't think it's the greatest pick. Um, I would have gone Sauce Gardner there. So, uh, and then, so that was three. Number four, Jets took Sauce Gardner, S pick. I mean, the man that has they've been on fire. Uh, is absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he's shredding. He has been insane. They have such a young quarterback uh, room. Yeah, 65 total tackles, 16 passes defended, uh, two picks. Um, 45 solo tackles. I mean, 15, 16 passes defended is good. Because that means they're targeting him. Uh, or trying to target against him, I guess. Um, what's his ranking on PFF right now? Ooh. Pro Football Focus. Let me see. Uh... Defensive grade, he has an 88. He's the highest rated corner on Pro Football Focus. So, um, 88 overall defensive grade. So, he's like, he's the best. Uh, yeah. As of right now, he's the best cover corner. Based, based on Pro Football Focus. So, I'd say that's an S tier pick. Um, absolutely insane. So, yeah. Who is uh who picked who picked fifth? Oh, wasn't it the I think it was the Panthers. Oh, the Giants. That was the Giants. Oh, Giant. Kayvon. Oh yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau. I forgot about Kayvon. Um, yeah. Where'd you put Kayvon? I have him at a B. That's where I have him too. He has played well. He's not. He. I think he's been what people inevitably expected him to be. Because last year, uh. Like, coming into his junior season, mm. people expected him to be a top pick. And he was. But I think his draft stock slid throughout the season. Yeah. Based on some things I saw with effort. And I don't think that's translated. I think he has put in effort. Yeah. But he has not been, like, a premier pass rusher yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's getting there. He's a really good athlete. He makes plays. Um, Three sacks, interception, two forced fumbles. 49 total tackles, 29 solo tackles. So, I mean, he's... Yeah. I think in a year, he'll be in a pick, at least. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, he's, And he's come on as of recently. The beginning of the yeah. season was good, but, I mean, 
when they, their win against the Commanders on the uh, 18th, he had nine tackles, a sack, uh, three assists. So he was he was he was everywhere. Um, so yeah, I think B is good. I think he's not not crazy yet, but he's also not a bad pick. So I think a B B's a good ranking there. So um, sixth, Ekum Equanu. Where you got him? Oh man. Um, I'm I'm thinking C, C or B because he I wrote down I actually put down some of their their rankings and he is he's third and third ranked rookie tackle based on PFF Pro Football Focus so is he's tied for first among penalties yeah which is rough yeah I'm thinking C. Um, I mean, when you take a tackle six overall, you're expecting plug and play and to be pretty solid. And he hasn't been bad, but I don't think it's, again, that's why I'm saying C, because I don't think it's F where he's made. He's just bad. Right. Like, it's been really bad. Like, he's played fine, um, blocked, blocked well at times, but I, like... Tyler, uh, Braxton Jones and Tyler Smith. Braxton Jones taking the fifth round, and his PFF rate grade is 76 and a half. Ikum, Ikum, however you pronounce it, Ikwanu's is 63.9. So, like, that's multi- four rounds apart, and he's ranked higher. Yeah. On him. So I think that um, the hype kind of doesn't help him. You know, that was surrounding him. So I think, yeah, he's a C for now. I think... He'll definitely improve. I think his draft stock grows so much. Yeah. Because he is just a big mauler. Like, he's just a, an athlete for his size. So, it definitely seemed like more of a prototype tackle. Compared mm-hmm. to, like, Evan Neal went after him. And Neal's not been great, actually. But... Who's... Is Neal... Neal's Neal seven. I would, put, I would put him... I was going to put him F. Yeah, I'd put him in F. He's been bad. He's been bad. It's been really The Giants bad. have a... I don't know. Maybe it's just the Giants align. I'm guessing he'll be much better next year. Maybe. I don't, I don't yeah. think he's a bust. Andrew Thomas was bad. And now he's year. ranked. He's like now one he's of the good. top. Yeah, he's one like of the top tackles. Yeah. So, so I th- right now, Evan Neal is an F. But he did. He went from left to right tackle, which isn't a big yeah. adjustment. Panay Sewell did it fine. But it is an adjustment. So I would imagine that over time. But yeah, I, Evan Neal. Yeah, we have to. I mean, if we ranking on this With year, Charles Cross going after him. Like Cross went at nine. And Cross has been good. Yeah. So, so yeah, I agree. So, Evan Neal was 7. We have him in F for now. That could change, but I think just based upon what we've seen this season, I think he's an F, F ranking. Um, then we had, uh, who went after Evan Neal? Drake London. Drake London. Oh, man. Where do you have Drake London? I'd put him in a B. A B? I think as as a talent, I think he is an A talent. But the way the Falcons have used him. Look, I think about it with Kyle Pitts. I don't view Kyle Pitts as a bad pick. True. I I view the Falcons' usage of him because they don't pass the ball a lot and they don't target. They aren't targeting. Like, it's not like, for example, like Green Bay with Devontae Adams, he got a majority of their targets. In Atlanta, they're not like targeting their top targets the whole time. Yeah, now, do you think... Um, do you think Drake London was the best receiver in the first round? 
I do not, but I would put the other receivers above I, him. Yeah. So that's where I'm. Yeah, I, I think know. a B. Yeah, because I, I, if I was the Falcons, I would. I I think I would have taken Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Looking back now, but it is tough. But also, then we might be looking back and be like seeing his turnout. So, yeah, I think a B is a good pick there because it's hard to see. You can almost even put him at TDD because it's hard to to grade him yet. Right. With poor quarterback play, but he was at the beginning of the season. He actually was playing pretty well. They were more passing a little more, and he had like like I started him in fantasy for like three weeks because he had some touchdowns, and yeah. then these the rest like he got started. A little I think more. the passing game in Atlanta has just died. Ritter did play pretty well last week, though. Did he? He threw for like two hundred thirty yards. Wow, making some good reads. That's good. That's a good sign for the Falcons. Sweet. All right, Drake London was eight, and then Charles Cross went nine. Charles Cross, baby. Um, I'm thinking an A for Charles Cross. I put a, I would I I could argue for S. Really? Yeah, I think he has been. They haven't had a good tackle in Seattle. Yeah. In like a decade, but I think his A is fair. I think A just be. He's not been like. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's not a lot of rookie tackles who come in and ball. I mean, Panay Sewell, I think, is the standard. But yeah, Cross. He's a 63.4 PFF PFF. ranking. And if you're wondering why we rank Neal so low, so Cross has a 63.4 ranking, and he's the fourth rookie tackle based upon rankings. Braxton Jones is a 76.5. Tyler Smith, 73.6. Ike McQuanu, 63.9. Then Charles Cross, 63.4. Evan Neal has a 43.3 ranking. On Pro Football Focus. That's rough. That's rough. That's very bad. So, yeah. So, I think Cross, I think upon based upon that, I mean, we, I know we put a quantity with C, um, and he, had, he has technically a higher ranking, but looking at Cross's play, Cross has been a better pass blocker, I think. Um, you know, and we just, and they've run, and he's been run blocking well, too. Um, yeah. I just think that they're, I think he's played better. Um, it's hard to stats wise with O linemen because it's like the only stat they have is like how how much have they, how many sacks have they given up, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think I think Charles Cross has been more of a plug and play tackle than Ekim has. You know, Equanu yes. was more of a like prospect with big size, big athleticism, and still being molded. Charles Cross was kind of. I mean, he was projected to be like. He's a little more pro-ready. I think they said, like, his pro comparison with, like, Jonathan Ogden, which is a big, big shoes to fill. So, yeah, um, yeah I think I'm going to put A. Uh, just because I think S tier, some of these guys are an S. I'm like, they're... Already top of there. Yeah. And Cross, I think, could get there, but I think A for now. So, yeah. All right. Uh, then 10 was... Wilson? Garrett Wilson? Yeah. Wilson, I'd put in an S. That's where I put him, too. Okay. Yeah, I think Garrett Wilson is... Now, again, I think... Well, here's why I think Garrett Wilson is better than Drake London. Um, I think Drake London has for sure had worse quarterback play. But you can't argue that that Garrett Wilson has had significantly better. Right. You know, he's had better, but it's not significantly better. I think what it is is he's been just targeted. Yeah, he's had more opportunities. So and so, it's not that oh the quarterback's made it. He's had more opportunities and he's just made the most of it and played well. 
and emerged as the top, I would say the top wide out in that Jets offense right now. Um, you know, and he was entering a crowded room. They had Elijah Moore, they had Corey Davis, and so he and he's emerged as probably their top receiver. So I think S tier. I mean, he's leading the rookies in receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna break a thousand. So I think he's like at nine nine sixty something. And Mike White's back, baby. So. Yeah. So yeah. So I think Garrett Wilson's S tier. Um, I think he the Jets overall have had a re- had a really good first round. I mean, two S tier picks in yep. Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. That's pretty now, good. I I do I do want to say I think the Jets missed out. I know they've had two S tier S tier picks. I know what would have made their draft way better. As a quarterback. With your first pick, you take Kenny Pickett. Your second pick, you take Desmond Ritter. Your third pick, you take Brock Purdy. You, take you just <laughs> you just let them do it. You have you just kind of hope for the best. No, I think I don't think you have to do that, but I think they could have. I think they could have taken like um, they should have taken a quarterback at some point in this draft. Yeah, well, it's tough because it was Zach Wilson just come off his rookie season. But you got to already so didn't, like I the same know. problems were the problems that progressed this. Like you have to know if you're Robert Sala, be like, hey man, I know we've only seen a year of him. Hindsight, but, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. Nah, but Washington, we knew a little Washington bit. Washington takes RG three. What do they do? They take Kirk Cousins at the same time, and what ends up happening? Kirk ends up now injuries, but the insurance plan. Then you have the. I'm trying to think. There's another team who's did it recently. Tennessee did it. Even though it didn't work out, took Malik Willis. That was for the future. But Tannehill is still good. But you knew this isn't going to last that long based on what we can see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, hindsight. But also, I'm like, oh, uh, New England was the other the one. You take Bailey Zappi in like the fourth round, but you got Mac Jones. Yeah, what if they had taken Bailey Zappi? That could have been. Or Brock Purdy. Granted, no one wanted to take Brock Purdy. Yeah, well, I think. I like Brock Purdy. He's been playing well, but we also don't know how much of it. I think he's got some skill, but a lot of it's the system he's in. New York, same system. No, not the same system. The floor, it's a Shanahan system. Yeah, but it's they not still... the same offense. Well, it's different. But when you have Brees, Brees Hall is Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson are good, but they're not Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Not yet. Not yet. Exactly. I don't know. I just I don't. I don't know if I ever would have drafted Zach Wilson to begin with. Oh, I wouldn't. Let alone banked on him being it. But Mike White, maybe he's the franchise. Who knows? Maybe. Which would be crazy. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Garrett Wilson, S tier. Went at 10. Then 11, we had... uh, Chris Olave. Chris Olave, who I also think is S tier. Yeah, for sure. Um, If he had better quarterback play, I think he would win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah. He has been balling down with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. So, yeah, yeah, mostly Andy Dalton. Okay, Jameson Williams. <laughs> um, I think Jameson Williams is a TBD pick. Yeah, he's only played like two or three games and not a lot of snaps. He's had one catch for forty-one yards and a touchdown. So yeah, you can't tell. promising. But now, and do did Detroit need to draft him? I'd say no. I think if I were Detroit, I probably would have rather had Jordan Davis. Yeah, I would have taken Kyle a Hamilton defense because their offense has been perfectly fine without him. I mean, even like Trent McDuffie, yeah. Quay Walker. Yeah, there were just a lot of guys, and I'm like, yeah. It seems like uh, Raymond is playing well. DJ Chark is back and healthy. He's playing well. Armando St. Brown is still balling. Yeah. So Brock know. Wright has been he's been pretty good solid. tight end. So Swift and Jamal. They traded up too, which was kind of the interesting. Yeah. So I think, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't entirely know what they were thinking there. Um, but 
We'll see next year. Yeah, for sure. We'll yeah. see when he's got a full year. So we're going to put him TBD for now. Um, 12 was... Jordan Davis. Jordan... Or thir- this is 13. 13, yeah. Jordan Davis. I also put... We also... I'm putting him TBD because he's just been... Hurt and not played... A lot of snaps. Because there's, there's, like, Fletcher Cox. Is yeah, of, so. it's a big room. So I don't think he was expected to start... I, I think he's shown flashes when he has played, but he's got a... He's got some guys in front of him right now. So, I think he'll blossom, though. I mean, he's very athletic and very good. So, yeah. Um, 14 was... that Dotson? Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. Okay. Mm, I think I'm going to go A. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably put A. He's not been, like, electric. I don't know. He's not been, like, a Harrison Smith type of safety. Yeah. When his rookie season came, but he has been good. Yeah, he's played well. I mean, he's helped. The Ravens defense has been up and down, but he's played well. I mean, statistically, let me check. I mean, he's... Uh, so far, 51 total tackles, 37 solo tackles. Doesn't have a pick, but he's got two sacks on a forced fumble. So, I mean, he has... Uh, Played pretty well, I would say, for a safety. And, yeah, I mean, he's a starter for him. So, what do you think? Any? I don't know if there's any other things to say about him. I don't think there's any debating. I think he's just an A. I think he's... Now, what's funny was coming into the draft, especially taking him at 14, he was projected as, like, a top prospect. Yeah, but it's just, I think, the reality is he's a safety, but not a coverage guy as much. Yeah. As he is a box safety. Mm-hmm. And I don't think teams wanted to, uh, teams with bigger needs weren't going to take him out. Yeah. Yep, I agree. All right, 15. Uh, Kenyon Green. I think this is a fat F. For yeah. Me. Oh, it is a, it's a very fat F. Um, yeah. Oh, I put. It was a weird pick when they made it. Because he was like a fringe first round pick projected. Mm hmm. And he's a guard. And yeah. they took him at 15. Big boy. Big boy. Athletic, but just undisciplined. Very undisciplined. I mean, he's, he said tied for first. He's got, I think, 12 penalties. Dang. That's a lot of penalties. Yeah. I think that's just a bad pick. Texans, yeah. I mean, especially knowing what else, what other O-linemen were out there, um, I think it's just a reach and a bad pick. And I don't... I mean, he could turn out to be an okay player, but... Right. Yeah, Tyler Linderbaum was there. Tyler Smith was there. Trevor Penning has been hurt, so we don't know. But yeah, he was still there. And then obviously Zion Johnson, yeah, was still available too. So yep, just a rough pick for the Texans. They've had a rough season overall. They have. So <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, rough seasons, Washington they've not actually had a rough season, but their fans are always having a rough time. So yeah, uh, Jahan Dotson. I'm gonna go B for Jahan Dotson. I'd go B. Yeah, I'd I think agree. I think he's been he's had shown flashes and he played well, but he's not blown me out of the water. Uh, but he's also not bad. I think he's. I mean, Terry McLaurin is the leader of that offense. Jahan Dotson is a good supporting piece. They have you know they've had some solid play from Curtis Samuel, and so Dotson's shown up when he needed to. Um, but he's not blown anyone out of the water like Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave have. So I think a B is. I think he's middle of the road. Yep. Yeah. I think if he had had a quarterback not named Heineke or Carson Wentz, he would have had more opportunities. Yeah, yeah, so. I agree. I agree. Yep. All right, 16? 16. 
Or 17 was Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson. I I would I would either say C or B. Yeah. He's been good. It's just hard. A guard, it's hard. I think it's just that's a hard position to come in and be like elite immediately. Yeah. Now, even though it's people would say it's probably not the hardest, the most impactful position. Yeah. Uh, it's there's just I don't remember the last time there's a a guy Quentin Nelson. That was about it. Most of the time, those guys take like a year or two to blossom. Maybe Zach Martin. That's Zach Martin. Yeah. Was Notre, I think he was Notre Dame too, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think Zion has been a lot better than Kenyon Green. Zion, I think, was probably a good pick for what they needed. Uh, he's going to take some time. He's going to take so, some time. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I'm putting in C for now. Um, I'll be interested to see how he grows and, and, and gets better, but for now, that's where he's at. Uh, 18 was Traylon Burks. I would put Traylon Burks at probably a... I'm probably... I was thinking C. Yeah. Because I, I don't think it's fair to put him at F because he hasn't had as many opportunities. And he was hurt. Yeah. And so, but I, I, he hasn't been amazing. So, he's got some things to prove still. He's been worse than uh, Drake London was in Milade. Yeah. So, he can't... He's not on the same level as London. Yeah. And he was going in a tough situation. I mean, you they traded the... the the uh, Titans traded their, or the, yeah, the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown. And the Titans then traded with A.J. Brown and got the Eagles pick and they took Traylon Burks. So it almost feels like, like, oh, we're just replacing A.J. Brown with Traylon Burks. And that hasn't really happened because A.J. Brown is amazing and Traylon Burks has not been A.J. Brown. So I think he also had some, some big shoes to fill. That probably weren't fair to put on him, but yeah, yeah, I think C for now, for him. Who's uh, next? Trevor Penning was next. Uh, I think he's a TBD because he's been injured majority of the season. Yeah, is that true? I think he came back like three weeks ago, and he didn't have a great debut, but it's still kind of hard to evaluate yeah. that. It's hard when you just—I mean—in three weeks, it's hard. Like, yeah, I'd say CB TBD for now to see maybe how he. Yep. See how the end of the season goes, but can he pick it at twenty? I think we might disagree where he goes. I don't know. I would put him if you're gonna if you're thinking about C or B. I'd say B because I actually that's have what him, I was thinking. I have him as an A. Really? Not because he's been elite. He's been clearly better. Now again, Brock Purdy is the outlier because it's just a weird situation. He's been clearly better than the other guys that were at the top of the class. With yeah. Him. And Pittsburgh desperately needed a quarterback. That's true. So I think they picked the right one. Mm-hmm. We'd be having a different conversation if it were Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter. That's Ritter, true. Ritter, I think, probably would have been fine. Based on what we've seen from Willis, it would have been a nightmare. Uh, Pickett's not been electric. But like, he will be. So I guess that would be... He's, he's had a lot of... T- I, have, I do like... I think he's at least a B with upside. You know? I think he's been... Yeah, you know what? Actually, I think an A more so because he's he has won them games. Because we've been talking about like, for example, like uh, trying to I can't think of it now. Like uh, Derek Stingley. Part of the reason we put him as low as we did is because Sauce was still available. You had Tariq Woolley, who yeah. went a lot there. But the next best thing from Pickett is like nothing. Yeah, and if they hadn't, if the Steelers like there wasn't much else for them, we saw what Mitch could do, and it wasn't much, and. Yeah, and if they hadn't taken him there, he would have been gone before they could get him again. So, yeah, I'll say A. I think that's good. And he has played. 
I mean, he's had the rookie struggles of a quarterback. Because it's also hard because quarterback is the hardest position in the NFL. And he's in an offensive system that's not known for like putting up a lot of points. Yeah, and so he's and he's shown some grit and some determination. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. Trent McDuffie. He's missed some time. Uh, I don't even know. What are his stats? He's been solid. He's not... I don't know what his grade is. He, I would put him probably in a C. Because uh, he's not been on a Stingley. I think Stingley's better than him. But I don't think it's by a lot. Yeah. He's not been targeted a ton. Um, He's got a 71 grade. That's not... I definitely don't think he's an F. No. But I don't think I wouldn't know I don't know if I'd put him in a B right now. Yeah, I think a C is a good place for him. The yeah. Chiefs Chiefs corners are tough because they always seem to just like play. It's hard to evaluate because their defense is not that great to begin with. Yeah. So it starts up front and when you don't have a great pass rush, yeah. then your corners kinda suffer too, so Yeah, that's true. Uh Quay Walker. For the Packers is next. He's an A for me. I put him up. Yeah, I put him up. There's an A. I he's think been he's healthy. Been, he's been great. He's been really good for them. That's one of the been one of the few positive signs of that Packers team. Yeah. Um, has been how he's developed and been all over the field. So I think it was it was at the time. I think people thought it was a weird pick. Which looking back, I think I still think they should have. Wow, well, I guess Christian Watson has worked out. Um, I do you think if they had traded up and taken like Garrett Wilson or Drake London or Chris Olave that they would be better than they are now? It's not with this. Uh, uh, if they didn't have Quay and instead they had one of those guys, yeah, I think I'd be hard to tell the difference between the team. I think you'd notice linebacker being in need. I would say they should have traded up with the Devonte Wyatt pick. Yeah. Which we'll get to that. I yeah, well, I guess one of those two. Like, I think if they would have gotten up and gotten one of those top, I think, because Watson has emerged as, as good, but it's just been... It's taken a while. Yeah. And they needed it earlier. Yeah. So. So it worked out in the end, but you almost, I would have rather had someone who's been good all season. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. All right, who was after Quay? Uh, is it Kair Elam? Kair Elam, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking CRF. I mean, maybe even F. He's hadn't really played. It's hard for me to put him in F because the guys in F are just like, I mean, bad. Yeah. Uh, but he's not been. Let's see. I mean, we're not Bills fans. We don't really watch him. Play. How many? I mean, he's he also be a team. So he's got two picks, thirty-two tackles, fifty-nine grade. Here's what gets me though. This is where I would say probably maybe an F. Yeah. 38 targets, 28 receptions allowed. Dang. That is... Sauce Gardner, I think, has allowed, like, less than 10 yeah. receptions. Like, so, to me, I'm, that's tough for me to say. That's rough. You only had 10 that you've... And that's not... I don't know if that discounts drops. Like, I don't know how drops factor into that 10. But, to me, at best, you can see. But yeah, I would say I'm right now, F. I think that's rough. Rough guy. Because they, I mean, the built, yeah, they were just better players. Yeah. And actually. it's also all tough when, it's also, because in ranking these guys, we're also remembering that Treek Woolen, who is. Right. But even like Roger McCreary, who went a little bit later to the Titans, he's been better. Kyler Gordon, 
Better. Andrew Booth has been, eh, okay. That's it. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's not been a ton. I mean, I think Cam Taylor Britt, I think he's been better than him. Martin Emerson. Martin Emerson. So. Yeah, I'm going to go F there. That was a rough pick. It was a rough pick. Tyler Smith, though, not a rough pick. I think I'm going to go S. Yeah, because he came in. I mean, he took over for, uh, what's his face? Tyron Smith. Yeah, he took over for Tyron Smith. He's come in and played, and he's also played at guard and tackle. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's the second highest rated tackle. Um, but also, I think just O line wise, I mean, he and he's a big boy, mm-hmm. and people thought he was a reach, but I think he's turned out. I mean, he's turned into a solid starter. Um, with could even get better as he ages and yeah. matures. They so, needed that pick. Yeah, that's been a big. I think that's been a big reason for their success because their O line play has been better with him. So yeah, I think he's an S tier pick. Um, Tyler Litterbaum. I mean, I think he's B or A. I put A. Yeah, I think he's he's a center, so it's hard to. But he's been playing really well. Yeah, I mean, he's been a plug-and-play. So he could even be S maybe, but I don't know. It also, I think, can depend upon the success of your team. The Ravens have been up and down. He's played, but he's also a center, so it's kind of like... The impact is lower than like a yeah. Tyler Smith. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to hard to know his impact. But I think A, I think it's a good pick. Yeah. Um, so What do you think of Jermaine Johnson at 26 with the Jets? I mean... My thoughts... My thought is maybe a TBD. He's, he's not played play, a lot. He hasn't played a lot. Um, I put TBD because he's, he's not Neff. It's not like he's yeah. not good. Because he hasn't played a lot. When he has played, he hasn't played bad. He's got three sacks. Like, only like seven. He's just not played. Not gotten a lot of snaps. Yeah, and they, but they have a lot in that D-line room. Because they have Michael Clemens. They have Quinn and Williams. Carl Lawson. Uh-huh, Carl Lawson. Uh, they have Joseph Day. Sebastian or Frank Franklin Myers, I mean, they, they have Franklin have Myers. Yeah. yeah, they have Franklin Myers. They yeah. have a big, they have a big D line room, and a lot of that, experience. That, their guys. system so, kind of just rotates some guys in. So yeah, so I think a TBD for now. Um, but yeah, was Devontae White after him? David Lloyd. I would put. I'm either. I'm thinking B. B. Maybe. I go B because yeah. part of me wants to say C. Yeah. So we compromise. I think B. I I think he's been fine. You know, I don't think he's been bad. You're picking a middle linebacker is a hard position to come in and jump in on. Yeah, and if you get picked twenty seven, I think the standards for you to meet are lower than if you were picked like top ten. Yeah, I think that kind of helps him out. Yeah, so I think he's a B. I think he's been here, neither here nor there. He's played well. The Jaguars have been playing well, so I think I think he could get better. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Agreed. I think a B is a good good place for Devin Lloyd. All right, here's Devontae Wyatt. All right. Uh, how much has he played? Not a lot, but kind of you mentioned earlier, I don't blame that. The Packers' defensive line does not have an abundance of talent. So it doesn't make sense to me why he would not play other than he's bad. He's bad. I personally put him in an F. Yeah, I, I just think it's a bad pick. Especially when you're like the other – I mean, their defense is an atrocity still. They're yeah. just terrible. And look, you remember the Eagles game? Jalen Hurts ran for like 150 yards in like the first quarter. Yeah. They just could not stop him. Yeah. So. They have Kenny Clark, but that's about it on that D-line. That's legitimately it. So, yeah, I'd probably say an F for Devontae Wyatt. Poor guy. There are a lot of, I also, okay, the next pick, also I'd say F. Cole Strange. Yeah. No, that's an easy F. Yeah. <laughs> that pick, had people scratch. The Patriots are the San Antonio Spurs of the NFL. 
where <laughs> they, make, they make a pick and everyone's like, who the heck is this guy? But then you're like, oh, it's either Greg Popovich or Bill Belichick. So you're like, whatever, do their thing. But then, like, for example, the Spurs drafted Josh Primo a couple years ago. People were confused. And then Primo ends up not playing much. And then he got released because of some allegations. So he's stunned. And then the Patriots draft Cole Strange, whose last name is Strange, which is just a bummer. Yeah. And uh, he stinks. He's bad. He starts, though. I, for as good as Bill Belichick has been with the Patriots, he is not that good at drafting, it feels like. I would, yes, I have thought that for a while. He develops guys very well. Yeah. But he, I don't think... It's almost like he doesn't know what to do when you can get good prospects. There is, I think, something to be said. I think he sees potential, which is good. Like, I think he doesn't draft guys for immediate impact. At yes. Uh, I think he likes to get guys in. There are exceptions. Uh, like, Dante Hightower was immediately good. Christian Barmore was supposed to be immediately good and hasn't been that great from yeah. last year's draft. I don't know. I, I I do think his picks are just weird. Because remember Kyle Duggar? Yeah. That one was kind of weird. He turned, has turned out to be pretty good. I feel like offensively, it's... Like, defensively, I think... Because he's defensive-minded. Yeah, offensively... When it comes to offense, to it's like... Yeah. The receiver pick, Nikhil Harry. That one was a T. Yeah. That was an F. I mean, Because, like, his best receivers have been guys that he's taken... Like, Julian Edelman. Yep. Late. Lee Mandola. Wes Welker. Late. I think... Undrafted, maybe. All white guys. Oh yeah, that's true. If you they need white receivers. Chris Hogan. I don't know if they drafted Chris Hogan. I don't but think they didn't. He played lacrosse and ended up getting there. Yeah. But yeah, that his offensive drafting. I mean, even Mac Jones. You know. You know yeah. Tom Brady. I mean, Tom was sixth round pick. You didn't yeah. have to do. Uh, that's fine. You can take whoever you want in the last three rounds. And I think that's almost where he's thrilled. And at this point, he's like, I'm so good that I can draft whoever I want whenever. I true. Want. Yeah. So that's an F. Yeah. What about George Karlaftis, Timothy? I would say he's either a C or an F. I put C because I don't think he's been an atrocity. Yeah. There's been some highlight plays. The other guys in the F category, I feel like, have made no highlight plays. That's true. That's true. So, But I think he's if we had a D tier, he'd be the D. I think he's a fringe, yeah. fringe F. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been okay. I'm glad. I was hoping that for a long time. I was like, "Man, Browns, I want him." And now we didn't. And now I'm glad because he hasn't been that good. So yeah. it would have been kind yeah, of we were spared. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, Dak. Oh no, not last but not least. We still have. We have Dax Hill or was it Lewis? Which one was first? A uh, Dax Hill. Dax Hill was taken first. Um, I would put either TBD or C. Reason being, uh, he has had to play safety and nickel corner, which that's a lot for a rookie, and he's not getting a lot of playing time. I think they weren't sure if Jesse Bates would play for them this year. Yeah. They tagged him. No extensions inside. I think Jesse Bates is gone, and now I think Bates is, or Hill's going to get some playing time. Yeah. So I don't think I'd put him as an F just because I don't think it's been on him that he's not been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I think a C is pretty good. Meh. You know. I, I think that pick will look better a year from now. Yeah. When, and also, when you make the Super Bowl, you can kind of pick... Gonna get a pass. Yeah. So. And then last pick of the first round was Lewis Cine, but he was been injured all season. So. Yeah. Hope to see some stuff out of him. TBD baby. Yeah. All right, Tim. I get. I get. Here's a, a bonus. Uh, draft grade. Okay. Pick number two hundred and sixty-two of the NFL draft. Quarterback out of Iowa State, Brock Purdy. Where do you put him on this? 
Oh, man. I don't even know. Can we rank him yet? It's only been, what, three games? Two games? Yeah, that's true. Hard to rank him. If if he wins multiple playoff games, I think he's an A. If he wins a playoff game. If you're a rookie and you win a playoff game, let alone would, a seventh-round pick. I would say an A. If they win Super Bowl, S. Oh, all-time. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, here's, I didn't know. Isaiah Pacheco, do you know he played Rutgers? Yeah. I didn't know he played at Rutgers. Rutgers, yeah. I'm just kind of looking at the... Anyway. What 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 pick was he? He was seventh round. He was picked 251. I would probably he's say... Been, he's been good. I'd say an A or a B, too. That was a good pick. For a seventh round pick? Yeah. Sweet. Well, I'm going to... We got our... We'll post these on Instagram. Let me... Uh, put this. But, yeah, these are our... Uh, Tier list for these rookies. So, uh, let us know if you disagree. But if you disagree, as I always say, you're wrong. You're wrong if you disagree with us. Amen. But, uh, we do have a little a little special bonus coming at you. Yeah. So normally, you know, we end the uh, episode with uh, our picks for the week. Um. But this week, we're going to do something a little different. Um, we, uh, have, we have decided we're going to talk about some thank you notes. Um, because a little Christmas special, Christmas season, time to be thankful, grateful. And so Zach and I, we've each separately... Zach, you did the AFC? Yeah. So Zach recorded one about the AFC. I've got an AFC, we'll, and we're going to put them here at the end. Um, do you have yours written down? I don't. Oh, okay. I don't have it written down. I'd say okay. we can read them off right now, but I don't have them no, written down. No, that's okay. So, um, but that'll be the end of the end of our episode. Will be that. Um. Bills fans everywhere are thankful to unwrap new overtime rules this holiday season, as maybe that will be able to prevent them from choking in another playoff collapse. The Philadelphia Eagles are thankful this year for none other than Ryan Tannehill. If he hadn't been as mediocre as he is, then the Titans might have understood A.J. Brown's value and resigned him. This year for Christmas, the Patriots are thankful for the ghost of Christmas past, that is, Tom Brady, as their future does not look very merry and bright without him. The Commanders are thankful this year for the American judicial system. Even though they'll still be just as bad next year, at least they're going to have a new owner. Dolphins fans everywhere are thankful for their cool uniforms as though they are dressing up like frogs this year for Christmas, they'll look good while doing it. This year the Giants are thankful for shopping at Aldi's. That's the only way they're going to be able to get a real quarterback this offseason. The Jets are thankful for airlines because that is the only way they will be seeing touchdowns this Christmas season. This year, the Cowboys are thankful for the versatility of Michael Parsons. We can play every position on defense as it seems. Too bad he can't play quarterback. The Bengals are thankful for Joe Biden's political policies. They remind them that even though their offensive line is bad, they have a better block win rate than the southern border. The Bears this year are thankful for NFL draft trades. They'll most likely trade back from the second overall pick to get a wide receiver later, instead of taking Will Anderson and having the front office trade him a week later. Ravens fans are thankful for cherished memories like Lamar Jackson's MVP season just three years ago, as it will be the only thing they have left to hold on to once they make another first-round playoff exit. 
The Vikings are thankful this year for moral victories because that's all they will have after an ugly first-round exit following the 12-win season. Steelers fans are thankful for family photo albums when they can look back to see Super Bowl rings of the past knowing that that is as close as they will get to one for the foreseeable future. This year, the Lions are thankful for Catholicism. I think we all had the feeling it would take a saint of some sort to make them good. Believe it or not, Browns fans are thankful for Art Modell this Christmas season, as though he moved the team in 1996, he was trying to spare them from the load of crap that is the Cleveland Browns organization. This year, the Packers are thankful for global warming. Their season has been pretty disappointing, but at least it's not as cold in Green Bay as it normally is. Like an old dad living vicariously for his young son, the Texans live vicariously through TCU this Christmas season as they remember what the playoffs taste like. The Buccaneers are thankful to see their coach Todd Bowles, because that's the closest to any bowl that they're going to get. Like so many others this Christmas season, the Jaguars are thankful for rebound relationships that help them forget about their crazy ex. This year, the Falcons are thankful for Marcus Mariota's new child. It's the most life he's brought to this team all season. The Colts are thankful that Christmas was on a Sunday this year so they could forget about Saturday in more ways than one. The Panthers are thankful this Christmas for the up-and-coming spring football leagues like the USFL and the XFL. Just like with P.J. Walker, you know they're going to be scouting this spring for their next QB from a Division Three or JUCO school. The Titans are thankful that Malik Willis went to a Christian college because at this point, their playoff hopes are living in a prayer. The Saints are thankful this Christmas for Sean Payton and that he's rumored to come back to coaching. Even though it won't be in New Orleans, it's the only positive news that has been connected to the Saints all this year. Vegas is rejoicing over eggnog this Christmas because with enough of it, they might be able to forget the past 20 years of their franchise's misery. This Christmas, the 49ers are thankful for the reality that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. As much as he might try, Kyle Shanahan will only be successful with his prototype of slow, white quarterbacks. The Chargers are thankful for a new stadium built by the city of Los Angeles this Christmas that houses all 37 of their fans. The Cardinals are thankful this Christmas that Modern Warfare 2 and the new Call of Duty Warzone came out around the same time that Kyler Murray got quote-unquote injured. The Broncos are thankful for the train that rides around the mall at Christmas time because that is the only ride they've enjoyed this season. This year, the Rams are thankful for Goodreads. Top of their list, NFL trading for Ducks. City Chiefs are thankful for their MVP quarterback, Kermit the Frog. The Seahawks are thankful this Christmas for Pete Carroll's descent into insanity. Only a madman would have decided last year that Geno Smith would be better than Russell Wilson. 